Explosive. This is the music I've been on recently. Damn. As the weather gets better, so does the music. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. All right, let's get into it. A lot of you people have been loving the Sunday service, bro. Nothing but good good replies on the anonymous submissions. Um, What's my week been like? Glad you asked. Average, but like not average. I feel like there's always incidents. And, um, you know, I'm not like... This ain't my life, but like I'm starting to, th- you know, if something happens. I'm like, damn, I want to talk about that on the podcast. Or like, damn, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna bring this up. But my mate, if if anybody remembers back in the day, especially if you're a country kid, it was like, you know, doing mono bra, doing mono bra. That's what I used to hear all the time. And if you don't know what that is, I mean do a wheelie. But like, uh, one of my mates was like, doing mono bra. Shout out to you. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard that in years. I wonder if kids still say that shit. Right, like, what do kids say nowadays? Like, if you're if you're just like you know shouting out to someone, or like, do do you even shout out to someone? Or is that just seen as weird and like unacceptable? It's crazy how time changes and people change. Reminded me of um, remember that phase of YouTube when um, every second video you clicked on, you would get Rick rolled, and we were never gonna let you go, never gonna make you cry or hurt you. How do I know the lyrics? Well, it's safe to say that I got Rick rolled. More than one or two times, 12-year-old me wasn't that wise. If it was me now, I feel like I could tell the video, like, it's going to get, I'm going to get rickrolled. But what a phase that was when you had to look out for all the ads on the side of YouTube and, like, any other site you went on. It was like, million, win a million dollars. And nowadays, you just have ad block and you don't have shit showing up. And times are good. And everything's changed so much. I remember, um, I feel like when I was going through high school, like 2010s it was like it's weird how we're in this stage now where it's like it's almost like men are on top right like it's like the andrew tates of the world the fresh and fit poet the you know like tiktok having um just like blowing up your algorithm if you watch one video about you know women should be whatever whatever men should be whatever whatever that's all you see i feel like in the 2010s like from 2010 to 2020 it was like that well, let's take it way back. 2000 to 2010, simp culture was big. I feel like it was like, you know, like you had to be a gentleman, you had to do whatever. And then 2010s came along. 2010 to 2020 when I was in high school. And it was like, it was like just women's empowerment, like women's like rights, women's this, women's that. Keep in mind, I went to an all boys school, but not one day passed where I didn't hear about the troubles that women went through. And there were, like, two female staff members there, bro. Like, every assembly would be like, oh, you know, well, women go through this and women go through that. And I and I felt bad. I was like, I almost feel like they're being bagged out. Like, they're like, oh, here we go again. It was drilled down our throats. And then now the 2020s coming along and it's like men are on top, you know what I mean? Which is funny to see, but, I mean, that's life, right? like phases in and out. How do you determine if it's a phase or if it's like more than that? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's like a tough thing to do. Like having, whereas if if you're down, like a phase you're down or like, you know, you have a kid and it's like, oh, he's going through an emo phase or he's just going through a phase where, where he likes, um, where he likes rap music or he's just going through a phase where he likes riding BMX bikes. It's like, how do you determine if it's a phase? Is, is that just based off, like, experience? Like, the older you get, you're like, yeah, that's probably a phase. Or is that really them? That's always The phase could be really you, but it could be really you for, like, for, like, six months. 
Well, you know, people have like a 10-year phase. Well, I was with my toxic partner for... Yeah, I was with Cheryl for 10 years and, you know, I'm glad I got over that. You know, well, that was a 10-year phase. So maybe a phase is the real you, right? Depending on the... Or maybe it's dependent on the time. But, like, when people say, oh, like, I got a sister, I got a blah, blah, blah. You know, I got a dog. He's just going through a phase where he likes biscuits. It's like, maybe that's him, though. Because a phase is you, though, technically, right? Fuck, I don't even know what I'm talking about, bro. Let's get into some anonymous submission before I start, you know, just... Just rattling on. And this one guy asked, do you get mistaken for being, for not being Indian or Punjabi often? Looked at your Instagram and you don't look like what I expect. <laughs> Stalked me, didn't uh, what I look like what I expect. Um, yeah, I get that often, but I feel like if you're Punjabi and raised here, uh, you should be able to tell that I'm Punjabi. I feel like it's, um people always want you to be what they are. Like if you go to, a Greek guy, like if I go to a Greek, he'll be like, oh, are you Greek, bro? Like me and my mates have talked about this. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not Greek. If you go to an Arab guy, are you Arab, bro? No, nah, I'm not Arab. If you go to an Italian guy, oh, you look Italian, you Italian, bro. I don't feel like I look like any of that, bro. But like um, people just want you to be what they are. And, and oftentimes I'll see someone, I'll be like, oh, like he looks Punjabi. He could be whatever, right? He could be fill in the black. And once you go like into that tan section, you could be whatever. If you tan, you got a decent sized nose, you could be whatever, bro. You could be Egyptian, you could be, you know. Um, funny enough, I was at work this week. Um yeah, so I do get that often to answer your question, yes. But um I was at work and there was this um uh old Ethiopian guy that had come back from holidays. Um and you know, during the semester of uni I used to work like every now and then. Get my money up, not my funny up. And um now, because it's, you know, my, my you could say, quote-unquote holidays, but I'm really just working. Um, he came back. He, he had, like, a two-month holiday, um, and he went to Ethiopia, Ethiopia. And um, because I'm, like, you know, well-versed in that shit, you know, I know my geography well. I didn't even do geography in high school, but I know my geography well. Um, he, he just saw me, like, and he was like, hey, where you been blah 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 and I was like oh like you know bro I've been here working where you been like you know I'm surprised to see you and he's like oh, I go Ethiopia two months holiday and I was like oh shit I was like where'd you go at the Sababa and he was like ah how you know you Egyptian you Egyptian I, I know you Egyptian and I was like yeah maybe blah 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 and he's like when you come Australia you know you sound Australian and, and all this shit and that I don't know why I'm doing that accent it was more of like a you know, we are we are making money. You are sleeping. It was it was like that kind of accent that you don't know what is going on. You don't know what is going on. But anyways, so yeah, he just thought I was Egyptian just because I knew one city in um, Ethiopia, and I was asking him, you know, did you go to Eritrea or like Djibouti or um, Hawassa? And he was like, oh, you know all this, you Egyptian boy. And yeah, now he just calls me uh, Egyptian. But um, yeah, never been to Egypt. Do plan to go though. Do plan to go, Dodo. Do plan to go, though. One of those places, um, I had a real close mate that went to Egypt. And he was like, yeah, I was still surprised about how big the pyramids were. That shit was built 5,000 years ago. I used to think it was built 500 years ago. 500, so like 1,500. You know what I mean? I was like, holy shit, imagine them getting all that fucking rock <laughs> and piling that shit up in the 1,500s. No, bro, 5,000 years ago. 
That's like people were just coming out of the Stone Age. Imagine just coming out of the Stone Age and being like, hey, you want to pile up a bunch of rocks? And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, to be honest, that is kind of childish, right? Because if you were in the sandpit in primary school, what was the what was the thing to do? Build a pyramid. If you're in primary school and you paid in the sandpit, 100% you built a pyramid. Or 100% you, like, piled up all the sand in the sandpit, right? Like, somebody did that. Like, I remember once, I'm pretty sure we did that once. But, like, no matter what school you go to, every year, surely, that's, like, a thing. If you're a teacher and you've been, like, teaching at a primary school for a couple of years, you would have seen everyone pile up all the sand once in a while. But, like... That right there, I feel like it's, like, natural, right? So maybe that was, like, a natural thing they did back in the days. Look at me debunking why they made the pyramids. But, like, they made it as a tomb, but, like, it must be, like, a natural thing. Like, let's just see how high we can get. Let's just pile this shit up. Who knows what people were, like, 5,000 years ago, bro. People were chaotic, bro. People would kill you, wouldn't even think twice, right? Nobody valued... I mean... It's weird. I feel like now there's so many people that people don't value human life as much, right? Because they're everywhere, right? If you go to a third world country that's overcrowded, there's people everywhere. So nobody really like, you know, you walk past someone, they stare at you, whatever. You're never going to see the person again. It's not valued. Like human interaction ain't valued. Whereas in like Western countries, because it's not as packed. Well, depending on what Western country you're in, let's say Australia. If you're in the country or whatever, you see someone out and about, you know, you probably say hello. You know, if you're at a petrol station, you walk past someone, like, there's more chance that you're going to say hello. If you're in India, if you're in whatever, and you're just walking past, like, the local, you know, there's, like, the local corner store, there's, like, you know, you're in Delhi, you're in whichever city, Mumbai, fill in the blank, your local city, wherever you're from. You're not going to, like, say hello to anyone. You just walk past, like, 50 people in, like, 10 seconds. Because nobody gives a fuck, bro, because there's so many people. Whereas here, it's, like, so different you know it's just living life on life's terms you know what i mean wherever you're placed it's like that shapes you and shapes how you like do something you know just speaking about like how that shapes you there was this guy at work (laughs) older bloke and we were talking about the uk he was like oh like you know i lived in the uk for 10 years he didn't sound like it though he was like from darwin originally and if you're living in australia you know darwin is in the fucking butt crack of australia bro you don't want to live in darwin ever Anyway, so he's from Darwin and lived in the UK for approximately 10 years. And I was like, holy shit, like, I could never do that. The UK is depressing, like, rain, whatever, like, everything's so small. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was just living there, like, you know, just doing, like, little jobs, like, getting some money to get by and then just, like, partying and this, that for 10 years. It's a bit of a long phase, bro. Anyways, he was doing that. And out of nowhere, he's just like... um. He started, he started complaining to me about like Indians being everywhere in the UK. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, but those those bloody Indians are everywhere there." And I was like, "Yeah, right, 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 Phil. Yeah, they're everywhere." Um, you know that was a bit awkward. I remember standing there thinking, "Ah, surely he knows. Like, surely he knows I'm Indian." But anyways, I, I tried to flip it. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, but there's like you know there's like there's like Indians everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, like everywhere. Yeah, it was kind of like I was undercover. It was like white chicks." You know, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like trying to relate to him and shit. And I was like, these fucking Indians. (laughs) If you ever had to do that, you know how awkward it can get. He's literally talking about me. He's literally talking about me. He's like, yeah, there's heaps of you, motherfuckers. But he didn't say it like that, you know. 
It's going to be funny because he still works there. Like, he's, I see him around, like, every day, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hey, hey, You know what I mean? I might start hitting him with the g'day just so I can relate to him, just so he really thinks I'm Aussie. But, um, yeah, that motherfucker probably didn't even know I was Indian. But one day I'm going to tell him on, like, my last, like, summer shift or some shit. I'll be like, yeah, by the way, bam, bang it out on him, and he'll be like, oh, I didn't even know. But there's something about, like, you know, even having that conversation. He's not a bad guy, obviously. I'm not paying him out to be. He's actually a really cool guy. Um, But, like, there's something about, like, having those convos and putting yourself in those scenarios. Not that I put myself in that scenario. Like, it just kind of came to me. But, like, there's something about... There's even something to say about hanging out with, like, the boys, right? Why do we hang out with the boys? Why do we crave that, like, that human, you know what I mean? At work, because we work usually solo. All the boys, they be like, oh, work will go so much quicker if we all just worked in the same area. If we all just, you know, why is that? I feel like hanging out with the boys is, like, so beneficial for young guys. Like, I would highly encourage taking trips with your boys, even locally. Like, you don't have to, you know, everyone's like, oh, let's go Greece. You don't, you know, you just locally. Or even playing sports, you know, sports build so much character. You can always tell when somebody grew up not playing sports. They're just not as, like resilient to shit you know sports teach you so much and i don't even play right now but i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into it after uni because like you know there's not much i'm an expert on i feel like i know a lot of things about a lot of random shit but not enough to like be an expert on anything but you know there's something i'm i was really good at and it was tackling in rugby bro i wasn't no relaxed i didn't play for australia or nothing but like i knew i knew my way around that shit and i it doesn't matter how good you were at tackling it doesn't matter how many games you play, it doesn't matter how many tackles you made, it doesn't matter how many years you, at the end of the day, every once in a while, you're going to fuck up and you're going to get run over, bro. Like, that was just a matter of the fact. You zig when you shoot a zag and you get clipped and it is what it is, but boy, does it suck, bro. I remember, it doesn't matter if you get your feet placement right, you put your shoulder in, whatever, somebody runs over, somebody that doesn't know rugby is like, what the fuck is he talking about? But like, you know, you go in, you line the guy up as a back. You know, he gets the ball, he's running at you. And suddenly, before you even know it, you're on the ground and he's already run straight past you and bang, and maybe your ears are ringing or you copped a knee or whatever. And, you know, you heard the boys go, ooh, you know. But before you know it, like, you make contact with this guy running at you and he's just run over you and now you get up Cause you just got run out, you get up and the play's gone on and everyone's moved on and they're like down the field. And then you got to do that embarrassing run back. And you know, it's like life, man. Life just fucking hits you. Sometimes you're like, Holy shit. Like not to get deep. It's a fucking deep one. But like that shit just, it's sport just imitates life, bro. And I feel like if you don't, you know, you got to take some L's at sport. You can always tell a bad loser. Cause they, they, you know what I mean? Like sport teaches you to take some L's. You can't always win. You can't always go undefeated every season. Doesn't matter if you're playing netball, chess, whatever the fuck. There's always going to be a bad season. And I feel like, bro, I've had some shit seasons. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. You know, when you're a kid and sport means like a lot. But like, man, I had seasons. I had like tournaments. I had whatever, like, you know, because I live far from uh, town. So I didn't actually really get to play much. But when I did... It was when I went to boarding school and shit. And then, you know, I, bro, when I was young, though, I played soccer for like a year or so. And I remember one year, 
Uh, my first year, if I if I remember correctly, correctly, we started off so good, man. We were winning every game, man. I was the man. I was the man, bro. I thought I was Ronaldo out of that motherfucker, bro. But anyways, I never scored because I was a defender. And I was like, damn, if I could fucking do one thing, I'll score. You know, I always wanted to score a goal. Anyways, in my soccer career, I never actually scored a goal. Because um, I played for like two years in like primary school. Never scored a goal. Anyways, and that kind of irked me, bro. But in futsal, when I played, shout out to you if you're listening. The concert I played futsal with like a year ago, I scored a goal. That was my first goal. Anyways, what am I trying to say? In soccer, yeah, like I remember that first year I was winning. I was getting the dubs, you know. I was about to say getting the – no, I was not getting the girls, bro. I was eight. I was running around in my Superman undies doing jack shit. Anyways, that second year I come back expecting the same. Couldn't be more different, bro. It was flip the script. Didn't win a game. All season, your boy did not win a game. And that futsal team that I played on for, like, that season, uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, where I scored a goal – I was so happy about scoring a goal, but we didn't win a game that season either, bro. We had one draw, but we didn't win at all. Now, what does that mean? Oh, your shit. You should give up soccer. Not necessarily. I mean, I kind of gave up, but, like, I was never really into it like that. But that's life, bro. You know what I mean? And people that – I remember I've met some people at uni and stuff because uni is full of some characters. They've never played sports, and you can just tell they're just, like, so unco. They're just so, you know, not used to – they break down too quick. So many women these days are just like, one thing goes wrong and they're like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I don't know why you would even do that to me. I don't even know, like, where, how would this happen to me? Shut up, bro. Get it together, bro. Pull yourself together. But back to like, you know, hanging with the boys is so beneficial for young guys. Like, you know, preferably obviously playing sports in person, but even through video games, like that can work depending on the scenario. But I feel like boys playing with boys, it's like it's like iron sharpening iron, you know what I mean? If that's the way it works, or steel sharpening steel, whichever the whichever the right metaphor is or whatever. But like it's just it's just that conversation that, you know, that boys will be boys. Boys are competitive and I feel like if you just hung around the right people, because they say you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most, right? So even if you're good and you're on a mission and everyone around you ain't, you know, then it's the hardest thing in the world because, you know, perfect, perfect, Migos, perfect example, that takeoff guy got taken off, bro. He got shot in the head. He was chill as fuck, right? Chill as fuck, the best in the group, chill as fuck, but he was surrounded by a certain group that led him to getting shot. RIP to take off. But like, so you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. So if you're succeeding, you're trying to grind, but there's just people around you that are like, you know, bro, let's just, let's go fucking drink, bro. Let's fucking drink. Oh, bro, bro, drinks are like only $12 a drink, bro. We should go drink. And you've been working all week and you just want to chill and you want to go out and suddenly you get dragged out and now you're out of time and blah, blah, blah. You just got to find the will to say no, bro. Sometimes there's a happy medium of, you know, like living your life. But like just yeah, iron sharpening iron, bro. Getting around boys that are right. Like that should've just man, that could just like change your whole trajectory, I feel like, in life. You know, we crave like like that social group. Even if you're a loner, like even if people are like, oh, I'm alone, yeah, I'm a lone wolf, bro. I'm alone, bro. I don't need anyone, trench baby. Um 
even them, bro. Like you need you need like a dog, you need something, you need like a girlfriend, you need a whatever. You need like some type of a social group. That's just humans are social creatures. Anyway, speaking of that, granddad recently went back to Punjab, uh, back to India. I had to drop him off to the airport because he was bored here. He was like, fuck Australia, bro. This is boring. Anyway, so I go to drop him off and um, he's at that age now where like he kind of, he doesn't have to do shit. Like we go to the airport and I'm like, yo, my, my granddad's this and that age. You know, my baba for all the Punjabi people. Um, He's this and that age, like, yo, and they're like, oh, we can organize a wheelchair and someone to, like, push him around, whatever. Keep in mind, he can walk and everything, but I was like, yeah, why not? That's sick. So <laughs> we get to the counter, and I'm like, yo, checking in for my granddad. He doesn't speak English. Um, He's trying to fly to India, blah, blah, blah. They're like, cool, we can offer him a wheelchair, but just like I said, okay, I'm like, cool, let me take that package, you know, no extra cost, whatever. That's just courtesy. That's just how they come. Now, the flight goes from Melbourne to Sri Lanka and then from Sri Lanka to Delhi, right? Or Delhi. Um, so he has, he has like a stopover and I was like, oh, like he's only got one bag. Like that should all be sorted, right? Like he doesn't have to grab the bag or whatever. They're like, no, nah, it's all good. Now, when brown people travel, regardless of if, I don't care if you're Paki, Afghan, Bengali, Indian, Sri Lankan, motherfuckers are just the, the worst people to travel with, bro. They just try and grab, like, the most random shit. So I'm there checking in my granddad and, you know, saying my goodbyes, really, because, uh, you know, I might see him next year, I might see him whenever, whenever he comes back or whenever I go. Anyway, so I'm still checking him in, and I look to the right, and there's this um, Sri Lankan family um, checking in, like, they've got all their bags and stuff, and this, this guy looks like he's hauling, like, a big-ass... He, he looks like me at work when I, like, get a package that's, like, taller than me. And I'm like, oh, slams it on that belt. You know that belt that, like, where you check in the counter and you get, like, your tickets, your boarding pass, and then there's, like, that belt that you put your bag in. Then they press the button and it goes and then it goes onto a bigger belt and that's your bag's checked in. Slams that motherfucker onto that belt like he was the rock. Like, he just fucking, uh, pow. And I was like, the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Anyways, big-ass, long-ass box. Um, the flight guy, the checker in guy, he's like, excuse me, sir, uh, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's a head trimmer. And he's like, sir, you can't take head trimmer. And he's like, no, 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 this will be fine. Like telling the motherfucker, no, trust me, I can take it. Like I run the joint. And the guy's like, is it petrol? And he's like, no, 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 it's electric. And I was like, of course it is. There's no fucking, you can't even get petrol in Sri Lanka right now. Anyways, they're like, yeah, cool. You can go with it, bro. I was like, what? You're going to let that fucking slide, bro? That shit was at least six foot five. At least 200 centimeters, however long six foot five is in centimeters. And they just, they were like, yeah, cool. Like, I guess you can like check it in. As if there's no limits on like, you know, centimeters and stuff. Because I swear to God there was. So whenever they got rid of that, bro, people will be taking hella shit, bro. Nobody's even going to ship stuff anymore. They're just going to take it with them on their next trip. Anyways, it is what it is. That's life, right? And we'll end it on that because my Uber Eats is here. It's time to prep. Thanks for joining in, fellas. Sunday service.